You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. Welcome to MLB.com Extras. I'm Danny Wexelman with Maria Gordada, who covers the Angels for MLB.com. And Maria, before we get to any news and notes of the week, I want to know recommendations. Now, I know that you've been going to the Angels Spring Training covering for two This will be your second year, right? Yes. Okay. So for a first-time fan, uh, what is something that they need to know? Is there a certain place they should go to get autographs? Is there a certain spot that's great to watch the game? What do you think you would recommend? If you're the type of fan who wants to kind of seek out uh, autographs from players, your best bet would be to kind of go to the parking lot uh, in Tempe Diablo Stadium. Um, there's this kind of there's, there's going to be this really long fence that runs from the main stadium to kind of the backfields where a lot of the the guys end up doing a lot of their workouts. And usually when players kind of go back and forth between the main stadium, which is where the clubhouse is, and and the backfields, they have to kind of walk along that fence. So uh, if you're lucky, you can kind of, you know, stop one of those players either when they're coming back or when they're on their way there. And, you know, if if they're they're in the mood, they they might stop and sign something for you. So that's kind of (laughs) your best bet in terms of of seeking out autographs. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. I think I would be so nervous as a kid to do that. But um, really cool for them to have the chance to be so up close and personal. That's what's great about spring training. Mm -hmm. Uh, Maria, I know that you and I are both over the moon excited to see Shohei Otani in spring training. He's a non-roster invitee and one of the most highly anticipated players we've seen come through in a while. But besides Mr. Otani, who else are you going to have your eyes on in these next few weeks? Sure. I mean, just in terms of, you know, the Angels actually announced their non-roster invitees uh, yesterday. And just among the list of players on that list, you know, obviously Otani is a guy who, <laughs> who really sticks out for obvious reasons. But um, a couple of other guys that I thought were, were interesting is, first of all, uh, Jemai Jones, who's one of the Angels' top prospects. He's an outfielder. He received his first invitation to Major League Spring Training. So I think that he's going to be kind of an interesting guy to watch. Um, and, you know, I'm kind of curious to see what the hype surrounding him is and, you know, what what, is he, what, what he actually looks like now. And, yeah. You know, so I think he's going to be someone who's going to probably be a big piece for this team in the coming year. So I'm kind of excited to get my first glimpse at him. And uh, another guy who I thought was kind of interesting was um, Ian Kroll, who uh, is a left-handed reliever, was formerly with the Braves. He's an interesting guy to me because the Angels actually don't have a ton of left-handed options out of their bullpen right now. Right now, the the only guy might be Jose Alvarez. So, um, you know, I think Kroll could be a guy who could, you know, make a push to, to make the team just because the the Angels don't have a lot of depth in that area. So those are the three guys who kind of stick out to me in terms of the non-rostered by tees. Um, I like it. So, those yeah. are great. <laughs> I think you've got to manage your expectations too, Maria. You only have two eyes, so you got <laughs> you got to be realistic. You're going to be moving and shaking, I know, for the next couple of weeks trying to keep your eyes on everything and keep us updated as well. And something else that kind of caught my eye that you just recently wrote about is the leadoff hitter. And you've got Ian Kinsler and Cole Calhoun kind of battling it out right now for the job. And Kinsler's the veteran leadoff guy, but Cole Calhoun kind of breaks up the right-handed bats. So in the end, what do you see being the determining factor for who wins this job? Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't think it necessarily has to be, you know, either or. I think it could be a situation where, you know, it's a lot more fluid and, you know, the Angels can kind of make that decision based on matchups. Um, you know, if they're facing a left-handed starter, then, you know, perhaps it makes sense to kind of have a kind of string of right-handed bats at the beginning. So then that may, you know, that would make sense for, for Ian Kinsler to kind of hit at the top of the order, which is where he's hit for most of, most of his career and he's been quite productive there. So, um, you know, I, I I think I would probably expect uh, Kinsler to probably draw the majority of, of at-bats um, at the top of the lineup just because, 
you know, that that seems to be where he's kind of hit his whole career for the most part. But, you know, I could see the Angels also slotting Cole Calhoun in there just because he is one of their few left-handed bats in a very, very right-handed lineup. So it wouldn't be the worst thing to kind of have him lead off and then have, you know, Trout, Upton, Pujols really get into kind of the right-handed punch of this lineup. So, yeah, I mean, I think it will be something the Angels will probably definitely play around with during spring training, you know, try out a couple different configurations and then see what, what just works for them. It's a good problem to have too, Maria, right? Because a lot of teams, you know, don't have the luxury of having two guys who know how to lead off and know what it takes to be in that spot because, you know, obviously once you go through the order once, it won't matter, but that position is pretty crucial to start the game. And a lot of times that bat ends up coming big in the middle of wherever they end up being during the game. So that's that's a great problem for them to have. Now, Billy Epler, so he's addressed the holes that the Angels felt they had coming into the offseason. So I'm wondering from you, Maria, what you think the vision's going to be heading into spring training now that they're pretty set with a solid group of players. Yeah, I mean, I think the I think obviously you know the main goal for for this team, um, as I'm sure it is with, with pretty much all the teams out there, is is just to get back into the postseason. I mean, the Angels haven't been there since 2014, and I think they they get a lot of grief because everyone you know kind of says that they're wasting Mike Trout's prime. Um, you know, given the fact that they've only managed to reach the playoffs once in his first six seasons in the majors, which is unfortunate, just given that you know that he's such a generational talent. Um, but I feel like now that the Angels have really made a considered effort to kind of surround Trout with with a lot of talent, um, and I think that that's kind of evident in just the moves that they made this off season and. Of course, landing Otani, you know, took a bit of luck, um, obviously, but uh, just bringing in Ian Kinsler, Zach Cozart, uh, re-signing Justin Upton, I think that the Angels are just kind of continuing to build uh, their core, which is highlighted by Trout, but also includes Anderson Simmons and Cole Calhoun. So, you know, I think that the Angels have really done a good job in terms of assembling um, a roster that can kind of, you know, be really competitive and, you know, really have has a good chance to snatch one of those postseason spots, which they almost got last year but they ended up falling a little bit short but they also dealt with a lot of injuries um so i think this is the year that hopefully you know they'll they'll be able to avoid that and really make a push for you know either probably a wild card spot but uh you know i think a lot of people want to see mike trout you know the best player in the baseball in play in october so Mm -hmm. i think that this is the year when the angels really take a step forward toward accomplishing that goal yeah i think that that's good for angels fans but it's good for baseball too like you said he's the best player he's only made it once in his six seasons and it's not a shortcoming of his it's just the team you know sometimes you've got to build up the team and i think that they're they're finally in that position as well maria so i i think that it's going to be a, a really exciting time watching them make their way towards that especially in the al west that is so stacked um you've got teams who are bolstering and fortifying and just getting ready to put on the best show that's out there and the last piece that we're going to talk about with the angels that they are sorting out there's a little bit of a crowd at first base right now and you you wrote about how C.J. Crone, Luis Valbuena, and Albert Pujols are going to be used in different situations. And, of course, i got to go back to my guy, Albert Pujols, and I, I want to know how you think he's going to be used, where and when the situation would arise that he'll be able to be at first base, especially if he stays healthy, right? That's the big key. Definitely, yeah. I mean, I think right now what it's kind of looking like is that the Angels are kind of hopeful that Albert Pujols will kind of be able to play first base on days when, when Shohei Otani isn't pitching and, and, and is, is willing to, to kind of serve as their designated hitter. So if Pujols is healthy enough to play the field, then the Angels can obviously get both of their bats in their lineup in the same game, which I think could definitely serve this team well. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I think it you know it remains to be seen 
just how much first base uh, Pools will be able to handle, especially since he only made six starts there last year. But, you know, he, he has been working out a lot this offseason. And, you know, people who have – I've seen kind of some pictures that have kind of popped up on my Twitter feed of him, and he does look like he's kind of slimmed down a little bit. So, <laughs> you know, even though he is entering his age 38 season, I think he still has – has some left, some stuff left to give, you know. So yeah. I, I'm curious to see if he'll able to, if he'll be able to to bounce back from from what was really a career worst season for him last year, um, and continue to kind of be be that productive, you know, middle order presence for the Angels uh, that he has been for so much of his career. So um, yeah, I'm kind of fascinated to see how how the Angels kind of resolve their their logjam in first base right now. Um, because yeah, as you mentioned, that it is pretty kind of crowded over there. So. <laughs> They're they're gonna have to figure out how to divide that that's between the guys that they have uh, right now, which are you know C.J. Crone, Belbuena, and uh, Bulls. Yeah, well, again, probably a good problem to have. They'd rather have too many than too few trying to figure out that position. They can mix and match, and I know that they've got they've got the guys who can put that lineup together each and every night to give them a winning team out there. Maria, next time we talk, you're going to be at spring training, so we're going to hear back cracks and cleats stomping, and I'm pretty pumped about that, so I can't wait to chat with you next week. Yeah, same. All right, with Maria Guardado, I'm Danny Wexelman. Thank you guys so much for tuning in.